Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5 podcast. I'm your host today, Mr. Alex Sylvester, and with me, as always, is Mr. Sonny Sangera, PlayStation Encyclopedia Extraordinaire. How you doing? I'm doing good, mate. It's funny you said that. We've had a lot of people saying we need to bring back the games, you know, and I was thinking <laughs> about it. I said, like, we need to actually bring the games back. I don't even know where they disappeared to. It's too much news. To. We had too much news, and you know, that's what we're here to deliver. We've had a massive week. And there's just going to be another flurry of news coming in. We've got the state of play as well happening in the next couple of days, if not tomorrow. tomorrow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, Harry, yeah Potter. so we're at Harry Potter World. So we're going to dive in. We've got a range of stuff to go through from Bandai Namco to EA to Rockstar Games. We've got everything and everything. So we're going to dive straight into the first story. But before that, sorry, what have you been playing, mate? You always try and jump the gun on those intros, man. <laughs> you made me laugh. Uh, same dude same um as with any people i'm just taking my time i'm in love with the world of horizon i love the west you are right man when you get into that west and you really get into it it's stunning man like i spend more time up in the mountains like i'm 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 a um the abdominal snowman aloy version (laughs) i just don't come down from the mountains man i love it up there man you know so uh, i'm I'm just taking my time in there playing grand turismo 7 as well um so really enjoying that. Uh, what about yourself? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know it. You know, I mean, the glisters know it. It's just been Horizon, Horizon, Horizon. <laughs> Played a little bit of Tekken, but then I went right back to Horizon. And I really want to finish Sifu, but it's just when I've got time, I just want to just go for a walk. And like you said, you know, the <laughs> wilderness. And like mm-hmm. the snow in this game is amazing, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you're walking around and it's like just the little details, just like just as a foot lightly touches the, the snow. And then, you know, depending on how she's running, you can just see like the difference in the tread depth. Oh, it's just awesome and i destroyed that big uh elephant type machine i don't know what it was called but the kids would know i mean i'm sure i mentioned it last week it freaking was a ball ache is that you the know, one that's um it's the first one and it's like tied up in a wall and stuff like that and you um there's like a few guards around it and stuff and you've got to take it out yeah, um, the, yeah there's that, that that big wall and you've got to you've got to get the the weapon something from tusk, the, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then use that to blow down um blow up the wall um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, I've done that, I've that, done that. One, that yeah. one yeah freaking awesome and now i'm in some facility which is like they call it the greenhouse i think hmm. um yeah yeah so I'm, without I'm spoilers yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm so it. the only thing i would say is <clears throat> actually what to do is play the main quests up <clears throat> until you get the underwater mask that allows you to that's swim as what long I as you need. don't tell where it is yeah, yeah. no 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 just keep you're not far yeah. from it so just keep yeah, doing yeah. them because that's what i did and then i was like yeah. i keep i can't do this without this mask so i, I checked i was like okay i'm gonna yeah. get up to this mission do the mask and then i'm gonna go back and do all my side errands and everything yeah. before i continue and carry on yeah, yeah, yeah. but once yeah. you have it man it's a dude it's a totally different world when you can world. stay underwater it's like Holy shit, this is no, amazing. They're taking the best bits from like, you know, like obviously I keep comparing it to Breath of the Wild, but even, you know, just the traversal, you know, you can go literally anywhere. You know, you mm. don't even need to scan the rocks or anything. You can just literally jump onto a rock and you kind of know where to kind of climb. I, tell you I like what, the fact that they've actually they've really paid attention what, to that. What's really cool about the game is um in the first game, you either had to glitch jump to get up if you could, yeah. like side to side to side to side. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. this one. I couldn't get to 
the side I needed to. And I thought, I've just climbed for ages. This is pissing me off. And then I looked and I thought, oh, there's something to the left, but I can't reach it. Yeah. So I jumped back, glided round to the left, and hey. then caught onto it. And I was like, ah! Hey, but let me tell you something, nice, right? Nice, nice. Guys, picture Neo, picture the Matrix. This is me. <laughs> Fighting a thunder jaw. Nice. Climb a cliff because I've got no life left, right? No like pr- berries to like press up on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and as I the I'm one touch away from death. He's one tear compartment off away from dying, right? Yeah, yeah. He's already elemented up acid, so he's he's hurt. It's going down slowly. I'm like two hits or take a piece off him and I've won this fight yeah. it was a long fight so I got up on a cliff and I thought screw it I'm gonna do it jump mm-hmm. off glide yeah you know when you press circle to stop gliding yeah, as yeah. I drop slow-mo shoot the compartment off hey. re-glide <laughs> to catch myself I'm like yes as soon as I touch the floor I run it he runs into me and kills me before he and, and the worst thing is as the screen fades out he dies <laughs> And I was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I love about the game. It's just like you can be so good at it, but there's just sometimes where you just the the machine loses its shit and takes you out, and you're just like it turns into a proper war. Yeah, it goes into berserk mode, right? Yeah, man. I love the fact that they've all got their own personality and own way to just to survive. You know, when they get to that little that that last bit of life, they really go into survival mode, and you really feel it, man. Mm, but, um, definitely. Oh, and the the combat. Oh my god, it's amazing. Compared to the my, first one, it's, it's my favorite thing in the game. And but, dude, you dude, you haven't unlocked everything yet. That's what I'm talking about. I know. Just... I was going through. I was thinking, yo, this is sick, and I managed to, I don't know, do like a swing around someone's neck. And like, you know, mm. kind of like, I, I can't remember, like John Wick or something, you know, and I kind of choked them out. I was like, I, didn't, I, I was never taught that, you know what I mean? It's like mm. I've been doing a little training, you know, little dojos that they have. Um, well, just keep playing. And yeah. my advice is just keep on uh, in the skill tree. Just look for the skills that are moves, melee moves or okay, weapon yeah. moves and just keep unlocking them because in her, yeah, yeah. she turns deadly, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm loving it, man. It's I'm crazy, like, but I love the yeah. game. But um, before you get into the news, um, <clears throat> I just want to let all the listeners know that next week, uh, we thought we were going to make some changes to the show uh, in a few weeks when we get to episode 100, but we thought, why wait? So next week, it's going to sound different. It's going to sound new. It's going to be refreshed. We're going to bring back old segments that you really, really enjoyed. So um, keep an eye out for next week's episode, man. It's going to be fun and it's going to be interesting. But Alex, I'll pass it over to you because you've got some news and the first one is a big one. It is a big one. So uh, Bandai Namco has announced that Elden Ring has already sold, get this, 12 million units in physical and digital sales worldwide since its launch on February 25th. Damn. That is a hefty figure. Uh, The figure includes 1 million units sold in Japan alone, all available uh, formats, namely the PS5, PS4, PC, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One. And also another record that was beaten was Elden, in, for Elden Ring was it's the biggest launch for a new IP in Europe since 2016. Uh, and this is compared to uh, 2016's The Division. <clears throat> so Elden Ring also ranks as the biggest game launch since Call of Duty Vanguard, uh, which was released last November. So this game right now is breaking records upon mm-hmm. records. And it's almost like a sleep, even though we knew it was coming, but I don't think anybody was prepared for how much of an impact that this mm-hmm. game has had. I mean, 12 million, I mean, what, 25th of February? When was that long ago? 
three weeks. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it comes down to a few things. I think the big thing is um, from soft really got it got known after Sekiro. Um, you know, Bloodborne, yeah. like Dark Souls 3 was good. I mean, Bloodborne was massive. Um, and then Sekiro came out and it, that was a steady burner. It kept going. It kept doing well. Then they put J.R. Martin on there as well. You know, who helped write this game. Yeah, yeah. DC Day and Day launch as Game, well. Game you know what I mean? And yeah. this is what happens when you don't listen to media and reviewers who are pussies when games are too hard, something we spoke about <laughs> over the last few weeks, yeah. and you make a solid game. People are intrigued by it. They are. They are. The and game it, isn't for everyone. Not every game <clears throat> has to be for everyone when it comes to difficulty, you know. And sure. this game is hard, and 12 million people were like, you know what? I'm going to play this game regardless because it's hard, you know. And for a rare time, Alex, PC was the number one selling format, not PlayStation. <laughs> you know Say what? I mean? what? That's crazy. <laughs> well, it kind of makes it's it's in that kind of elk, isn't it? You know, mm. for these types of games, but and obviously nobody can get their hands really on a PlayStation Five, you know, which is like the premium way to play it right now. Um, and who's going to get an Xbox Series X or S? But anyway, <clears throat> sticking with the game from Soft and Bankai Namco um, Entertainment have labelled Elden Ring as a official new franchise. Uh, Yazuo Miyazawa, head of Bandai Namco Entertainment, commented, much effort was placed into creating Elden Ring so that we could exceed the expectations of our fans worldwide. In like manner, we will continue our efforts in expanding the brand beyond the game itself and into everyone's daily life. When in doubt, just do just throw an NFT out. Dude, there. when you I'm sell here. 12 million copies that quick, yeah. you do not make a new IP. You stick with Elden Ring. Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't you? Exactly. They're, they're onto a gold mine. I mean, yeah, between the two of them, from Soft and George R. Martin, I mean, this feels like he's repairing the damage that was left when he did Game of Thrones. Yeah, because obviously the TV series was crap. So he's kind of got like a a second lease, lease of life, you know, a second attempt. So I'm, I'm happy that they've got a great team around them and obviously they're creating great things and I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. But like I said, Horizon, well, baby. hopefully Bandai Namco <laughs> use their publishing money and make Tekken 8. But, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's a great <laughs> success story. It's amazing. Yep. The curse of Horizon continues where a great game comes out and it's overshadowed and then the sequel comes out and it's overshadowed. What can you do? But <laughs> it's so funny, though, because people are saying that Elden Ring, that, that there's elements of Elden Ring that are being compared to obviously Horizon, but more Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because people who are actually playing Elden Ring are actually saying they no longer, it's making them dislike Breath of the Wild now because Elden Ring is so hard. And I, I was like, huh? And then they were just like, it's 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 all about exploration, like yeah. Breath of the Wild, but it's such a dangerous world to do it in, yes. in Elden Ring. And I was just like, that's intriguing, you know, but Bruce, I'll wait yeah. until it's like ray traced. And a hell of a lot everything. more challenging. I hear them <laughs> like the From Souls in it. So people are going to be breaking their pads left, right and centre, getting mm. killed 15 times just on, a, on an easy bus. So uh, obviously you've got a lot of experience with that. But um, yeah, man. Massive. Good. I'm glad we'll to move on to uh, number two, and I'm, uh, before we move on to number two, let's let's. Well, where are we now? March, April, May. Yeah. By June first, it'll be at twenty million sold, guaranteed. Thanks. You know, yeah, yeah, it'll be massive. That's man. big. It's, it's it's still selling. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's <laughs> okay, crazy. so number two, EA has decided not to host an EA Play Live event this year, and has opted yeah. instead to put information about their projects when the time is right for each of them. 
The publisher released the following statement. We love EA Play Live as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year, things aren't lined up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world-class studios, and this year will reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. Two things. One, I'm happy because EA Play Live is always shit. And two, I'm worried at the same time because, I mean, yes, one less thing to be like, you know, to be excited for because you can always get excited. But then it makes me wondering, where's Mass Effect? Where's Dragon Age? Where's the FIFA update? The Madden update? You know, like... Things don't seem to be sounding great, you know, in the land of EA at the moment. Um, but obviously they're looking to do... And I think it's funny, though, because everybody now is starting to do the Nintendo-Sony way of doing it. Like, Sony, like, we don't need an event for everything. We can do state of plays. And what Sony love blog posts, you know, the way they do on the PlayStation <laughs> yeah, yeah, blog. They go, they go yeah. more tech-heavy on that one. Um, but there's just so many different ways. Like people criticize Sony for doing the Wired articles and like, why didn't you do it in a big video? Because they didn't need to. They wanted the detail with the tech heavy guys, which is Wired and it works. EA are in a great time and a great place because, you know, we're going to go into Dead Space later on in the episode. But I mean, that's a good way. Just focus on that one game. Let that have all the media attention and information and then you move on to something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the whole the the era of uh, you know the E3 show and that whole element of having everything condensed into a certain period. Well, back in the day, we had to have that because there was no choice. We didn't really have mm. all the different media outlets. But now, like you said, companies can now take their time and give enough dedication and focus to a particular product or IP, and mm. that's the way forward. You know, Nintendo again ahead of the curve. <laughs> I think I think the one thing that. I mean, Nintendo, in a way, are the same. They do smaller directs, and then they'll do, like, one or two big directs in a year. Yeah. Sony, same. They'll do loads of state of plays, but there'll be a, a summer showcase and, like, an end-of-year showcase around about October time before the holiday season, you know? And that's the pattern, it seems, that those two sit in, you know? And I think a lot of other developers now and publishers are looking, thinking, yeah, we don't need to do it if the asset's not ready. Let's not ruin the asset by showing it too right. early. And that's right. what EA was specializing in for many yeah years yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. and these companies now have like a full you know a a, a well a large catalog of games you know what they release every year now so it just makes sense you know what i mean mm. they don't need they don't need to go to a show they've got enough material to just do their own and it's working you know and the fact is that there is not a set time they just come as a surprise you know mm. i think that element of surprise and spontaneity actually helps you know garner a lot of attention and they can kind of get a, they can gauge whether the game's going to be as engaging mm. um <clears throat> as opposed to it being lost in, you know, the plethora of different games and releases and announcements at an E3 event, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. And, uh, yeah, take your time, EA, man. There's no rush. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, definitely. As long as the end product is good. Um, yeah, that's that's all we care about. Speaking of end products being good, uh, so we've got a bit of news about GTA 6. Uh, Rockstar Games has reached a major milestone in the development of the highly anticipated GTA 6, according to Chris Clipple of Rockstar Magazine. Uh, Clipple has previously weighed in on the status of GTA 6, claiming that the project had been rebooted in 2019. Uh, speaking during a recent interview translated in French by Deeple, Clipple revealed that a major milestone in development of GTA 6 has been reached. Things should accelerate internally at Rockstar. In addition, the tipster also predicts that a real announcement for GTA 6 could be made by Rockstar by the end of 2022. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, sticking with the GTA franchise real quickly with the PS5 version, which is now available, loads 
three times faster than the PS4 version. Um, and the game is available via PSN for £10. The game also comes with GTA Online at no extra cost. But going back to that GTA 6, man, we're hearing more and more. And the fact is, I never realised that it was actually delayed. Well, not delayed, it was rebooted in 2019. Mm. I think yeah, uh, it... It came to light when Dan Hauser left Rockstar. You know, the, he he's like the lead writer for many projects, whether it be GTA Five, previous GTA, more importantly, the Red Dead games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it seemed like you know something gone wrong. And when when you're as big as GTA Five and GTA Online specifically, the business model is going to change. And you know yeah. that's what Rockstar or Take Two wanted to do. And may, you know people didn't see eye to eye. We'll see what happens on that front. I mean, GTA 5 is now out on PS5 and Xbox, so it's going to be close. It's going to sell 200 million copies, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's already <laughs> almost there. It's, it's, it's almost there. It's yeah, massive. Yeah, it so um, I think they probably realized that they didn't need to push it so fast. I guess they had their own schedule, right? From mm-hmm. how they normally release films, but films, games. But I guess it's just been a monster. It's been a beast. You've got to remember, Alex, yeah. as well, like companies. Elden Ring, like, yeah, it's launched, it sold 12 million. Rockstar mm. Games, when you look at GTA 5 and you look at, it sells 5 million a quarter. That's over a million copies a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2, over, you know, it does like 2, 3 million every quarter added on. That's at like 50 something million copies that's sold crazy. as well. And that's a single player yeah, narrative yeah. driven game. It's massive. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing, just a shout out in regards to GTA 5 on PS5. Eight ninety nine, ten pounds. Really, you get GTA Online for free. It's double the price on Xbox. Is it? It's double the price. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So you, if if you, yeah, if, okay. you, if there was ever a time to pick up GTA Five, it's now yeah. on the PlayStation Network. Pick it up. You'll yeah. enjoy it. Um, you won't regret it. Moving on to number four, mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo has been confirmed to have six graphical modes to choose from on the ps5 so i'm just going to run through these ones really quick yep, cool. so you've got quality <laughs> mode 30 frames at 4k for the best visual experience here in this mode you'll find ray tracing and every other visual bell and whistle developers can throw at the new machine so if you want visuals quality mode is for you mm-hmm. performance mode which runs at 60 frames per second you lose a few graphical features like ray tracing and some resolution but the game will run at full 60 locked which is great High frame rate performance mode shoots for the absolute highest possible frame rate, allowing the frame rates to go even higher than 60 frames per second if your TV or monitor is capable of that. Obviously, you'll take a bigger knock on resolution. Mm -hmm. High frame rate quality mode. The latter starts at 30 frames per second and removes the freight frame cap. This makes it possible for frame rates higher than 30 frames per second while retaining more of the features reserved for quality mode. So That's you're getting a little bit higher than 30, probably like what Miles does, like 45 frames per second. Which you know, is playable. Like, yeah, that's fine. Exactly. And then the last two modes are simply two, the two previous modes, but with V-Sync enabled, which again will depend on your monitor. On that one, it's overkill. People are only going to really pick two quality mode or performance mode, right? It depends. If you're a 60 frames guy, you're going to performance. If you want to see the visuals, go for quality. My advice, as always, start in quality mode. And then after a while, if you're loving it, keep it. If you want to try something different, go to performance mode. Because then once you hit 60, you don't go back to 30. So, (laughs) you know. It's true. It's like the the same thing with um, uh, Horizon as well. I've just switched to 60 now. You know, so it's like, yeah, I know the visuals are great. I mean, it still looks gorgeous. Any at 60. Uh, but out of these six, um, I think I'm going to go for the high frame rate quality mode. 
you know, so yeah, to get that 45, you know, thereabouts. Mm. Uh, and with that, with VSync enabled, I mean, if, if anyone's got a VSync enabled uh, monitor, um, that's pretty much just going to cap, it's going to match your refresh rate of the monitor. So that's going to make that high frame rate quality mode or performance mode even more gorgeous, you know? Damn. So um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that'll be the one I'll, I'll go for. Definitely. Damn. Yeah, man. And uh, speaking for ones I'll go for, trying to work on these links uh ea motive has confirmed that the dead space remake has been delayed to 2023 and now it's set to launch early next year um the announcement was made during a recent live stream which showcased more of the game dead space game that you've already dived into and i love it cannot wait for the remake i'm really happy i'm happy it's been delayed when the game is ready it's ready plus it gives quantum error time to breeze can't wait to play Quantum Error. Can't Quantum wait to play Era. Dead Space Remake. Guys, but yeah, yeah. I don't want Dead Space Remake if it's not ready. And the big thing about Dead Space for me is the visuals, the lighting, the audio, the dual sense got to be perfect because this is the perfect horror game to yeah. showcase that, you know, and it's a right. space game. So it's got to be fucking be right. <laughs> so take as long as you need. Take as long as you need. But yeah, early 2023, they still won't solidify a date, but they said early 2023. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all down to this whole uh, delay that we've experienced last year, isn't it? Well, the past two years. And mm. now developers are slowly coming out saying, oh, you're right, lads. Yeah, yeah. But at the same lads. time as well, yeah. I mean, you look at what's going on with the initiative at Xbox, their number one studio is, it's, it's that's it. It's developers, it's talent. You can't keep them. They keep moving. You know, there's too many companies that need too many people to make too many games, but there's only a certain amount of people with the skills that yeah, are required to do it. Skills. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's why Sony have paid Bungie a billion in bonuses to keep the talent there yeah, exactly. you know Don't what I mean you, just stay there there's over it's a thousand easier. employees that will have yeah. contract set stay for this time and you're sharing a pool of one billion dollars you know what I mean yeah, and yeah. that's a lot of money to a thousand people so that's an incentive to stay but that's how expensive games are getting and people forget that it's not just the games industry the developers of games are wanted in movies tv everything soon enough yes there's going to be a shortage of components in this industry and that's people, you know, <laughs> the skills are just not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, there'll be a massive push for it. But yeah, man, definitely. So it's, it's worth the uh, delay, you know, let me make it better. Definitely. <clears throat> all these um, shortages. But anyway, man, what we got? All right, we'll now? move on to the news rundown. I've got uh, five quick ones for you here. Yeah. Milestone has released a new look at MotoGP 2022 in action for the PS5, offering a glimpse at how the upcoming motorbike racer performs on Sony's new home console. You can find the trailer on Milestone's social channels and the MotoGP social channels as well. This one I'm excited for. Rebellion has announced that Sniper Elite 5, the latest entry in the popular sharpshooting World War II series, will launch on PS5 and PS4 on May 26, 2022. Another game for me to add to the list. Electronic Arts will be bolstering its EA Play lineup with the addition of Codemasters F1 2021 for PS4 and PS5 on March 24th. That coincides with the start of the Formula One actual season. Mm-hmm. Sony Interactive Entertainment has kicked off the PlayStation Store Mega March sale, which sees a wealth of PS4 and PS5 games discounted for up to 74% off the usual asking price. And I said it to you before. The Raccoon City edition, which includes Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 Remastered, is $19.99 for both games. Both games. And yeah, yeah. Nice. They're gonna have free PS5 upgrades late this year. Now is the time to pick them up, right? Happy days. Happy days. And then 
Finally, Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that a new State of Play event will take place on March 17th, which is tomorrow or Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. UK time, which will focus on Hogwarts Legacy, looking at about 17 minutes of gameplay. But Alex, first game to get a first third party game, sorry, to get a singular state of play dedicated to itself. I think Sony's got yeah. an announcement or something up its sleeve for this Maybe. game, you know, so, it'll so. be interesting. But obviously if you're listening to this, if obviously you're a Patreon, that was tomorrow. Cause you're listening to this Wednesday night and throughout Thursday. And if you're on public feeds, it's already happened. It probably looked amazing. Wow. What a game, what an announcement. How good was that show? Even though we haven't actually seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, so Avalanche Software's the people making it, right? So uh, yes. maybe, maybe they will be sn- um, snacking up, snatching them up um, in the 2022 buyout year. Mm-hmm. Be known for. So uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully that's going to look good tomorrow. My, my guess is look- there'll be some sort of content exclusivity to PlayStation for it. Yeah, they like that. Sony like that little bit of content, so it'll be really interesting to see what yeah. they pulled off if there is anything. Yeah. It's true. Well, yeah, only time will tell. Um, should we dive into the rumors? The rumor mill. All right, then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is, these are just rumors. Yeah, so just remember, don't take this as fact because pretty much everything we talk about is 100% accurate. But this. This yeah, bit isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take this is where the fun is, right? But anyway, uh, it's just one for today. Uh, and it's one from Bungie, uh, who are reported to have four different projects in the works. Uh, apparently, two of the projects are Destiny expansions, and the other two are new IPs. So obviously this is coming from what Sony did announce, well, from the acquisition that, yes, they would be um, focusing on Destiny, wouldn't they? And they wanted to put Destiny on absolutely everything, including your fridge. But I'm very curious to hear what, or see what the new two new IPs are going to be. Well, we know one of them is Mat- a codename Matter. Um, mm-hmm. That's as much as we know. And the other one, based on job listing, sounds like a narrative-driven game. So what we spoke okay. about, could could Bungie make a story narrative-driven game, which would be kind of amazing to see them do it as well. So yeah, I mean, they've got the action, they've got the multiplayer aspect mm. down to a T, so yeah, why not? And it's great to see that they're still supporting Destiny. People don't realise that last fiscal year, Bungie, Destiny made a quarter of a billion dollars over that year in revenue, and it's <laughs> now Sony's, you know what I mean? So it's just like, they'll like, make the thanks. money back over the years <laughs> if they keep Destiny going, and Destiny's yeah. huge. So, you know, and I spoke to a lot of Destiny players, and they're saying that Destiny's never been so good, that this is the best really? Destiny has ever, ever good. been. Nice. So um, really, really intriguing <coughs> and interesting. So we'll see how it goes on there. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a guaranteed VR stable as soon as they make that transition over. Oh, don't VR. forget, it'll be a TV awesome. show or it'll be a movie as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jason Momoa as the lead character. I don't know, mm. just throwing out there. Maybe, we'll see. Well, we move on to the charts and numbers. Um, yeah. So we've got last, we've got two charts for you this week. So we've got the UK chart for last week and then we've got the European chart for the whole month of February. Nice. And there's an interesting one because what we thought was going to take number one didn't take number one. Um, so this was the UK chart for last week. Number 10, Mario Party Superstars. Number nine, the Switch Minecraft version. Number eight, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm. Number seven, FIFA 22. Number six, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number Never five, does. Pokemon Legends RCS. Number four, Horizon Forbidden West. Say number what? Three, Elden Ring. Number two, New Release. WWE 2K22 and number wow. one for the second week in a row, Gran Turismo 7. I'm shocked. I thought 
And basically, multi-platform title WWE 2K22 debuted in second place. Physical sales are down 32% compared to the last entry in the series, WWE 2K20. Mm. 43% of the sales were on PS5. 29% were on PS4, which means over 70%. uh, 17% on Xbox One and 11% on the Xbox Series X and S. But I'm surprised. Gran Turismo must have sold a number to keep a multi-platform yeah, title um, at number two. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like a dedicated racing game or freaking real... It's word of mouth. Like the reviews. Yeah. And it's not just... It's so funny because it's not just video game mm-hmm. um, outlets talking about Gran Turismo. Um, you know, there's Top Gear were talking about it. Magazines were talking about it. I heard it on the radio on a car show. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and yeah. then I typed in Gran Turismo on the podcasting and loads of like shows that are dedicated to nothing but cars nothing to do with video games uh, Gran Turismo review Gran Turismo review so people are loving and I'm telling you man it's a, a collectathon OCD level <laughs> because you just love it it's so easy and it's so beautiful and you can't help it and there's an addiction to it man yeah yeah uh, which is crazy but we'll move on so this yep. is the chart for the entirety of Europe for February 2022 and this is the top 20 games, digital and physical. I'll go really quick. 20 Just Dance 2022, 19 Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, 18 Minecraft Switch Edition, 17 Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, Call of Duty Vanguard, Solo, Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed Valhalla, NBA 2K22, Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, really? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, F1 2021, and then we get into the top 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. XCOM 2, Mario Party Superstars, Total War, Warhammer 3, number 6, Grand Theft Auto 5, 5, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, 4, FIFA 22, 3, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, 2, Horizon Forbidden West, and no surprise because it sold 12 million (laughs) wide, number 1, Elden Ring. So it's just great to see like new games and then games like GTA and COD getting pushed down and new releases coming in. But I guarantee you, man, give it March, April and those old titles like GTA and Mario and all these games will come back up (laughs) into the top 10 again, easy, like in the top 5. But yeah, interesting charts on that one. Um, But yeah, I'll pass it back over to you, mate. So I'm just so happy that Mario Kart 8 is still in there. You know, that Wii version just won't stop me. It won't. Yeah, exactly. They should just change it to Mario. It's a dude. It, it just it's, it's, people don't realize that Mario Kart is an on live game. It's a service game now. You know what I mean? They could just make it as a platform and service it. But Nintendo no, were like, no, talking, no, no. We can sell another 40 million. Let's yeah, just keep exactly, doing that. Yeah. You were talking about <laughs> when's Mario Kart 9 coming out? They've just released like 40 new tracks that you got to pay for. Yeah, you gotta pay for. <laughs> now, it's actually free if you've got the expansion pass. You know, for the whole year. Oh, but he's got to. Buy something else for it. Sony and Nintendo, those money hungry guys. They do it. it. All right. So so we're going to jump onto the questions, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get in touch, you can always give us a holler uh, by email at the latest PS5 at gmail.com or by Twitter. Uh, which is for latest PS5 or at latest PS5. Uh, just just send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. Um, or you could just send us a little comment where we're doing good, where we're doing bad, where we're funny or not in the comment section below. Anyway, so this week we have a question from Derek, who's from Chicago, Illinois. don't know what the accent is over there, but anyway, he asks, hey guys, thank you for the show. You're very welcome. It takes our minds off the harder things in life. That's what we're here to do. Exactly, game. mate. It's all about chatting shit and chatting video games. <laughs> and keeping it going. Um, and after listening to you guys talk about Alex's children loving the machines in Horizon, which they love to 
to death. Um, what other games have you truly um, have truly engaged the people around you when you've played them? Uh, for me, in the past, my friends my, um, were totally in love with uh, Gran Turismo 3. Uh, more recently, my children love Sackboy. Uh, we've played it all together and it became their star chart prize. Anyway, great show and keep it up. We'll do our best, mate. Guys, um, uh, ladies, listeners, you do not understand. They don't just like this game, Alex's children. They are this game. They live in the Forbidden West in their minds, they man. They, <laughs> they love do. it. They yeah. they came to the house before Horizon. They came to my house before Horizon Forbidden West came out. And I put a video of like the latest um like the latest like trailer, a gameplay trailer or something yeah, yeah, for horizon yeah, yeah. and these boys were popping off the names to each <laughs> machine i was like huh what is it huh you have me on edge like yeah. oh yeah obviously that's the you want that's a roller back it's a roller back like it's unbelievable man these guys yeah. are horizons encyclopedia it's there. true it's true and they're always whenever i'm playing the game they always want me to go to the notepad which just has a collection of all the um mm-hmm. the monster names and everything and all their weaknesses so oh the notebook in the menu thing yeah, 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 yeah so truly engaging games that engage people around you when you're playing them one that comes to mind um besides horizon because that's been it for you right yeah. <laughs> uh this is an oldie i guess it'll be an oldie now but it was a wii wii game and it mm. was with sports now wii sports was a unique game because that was the first time that i've ever seen this the wii effect or the game in effect mm. where it wasn't just about these but people have been playing games since you know we were in nappies or whatever we were talking about cousins aunties uncles grandparents everybody was just involved and could now finally understand the world of video games which their kids and you know the like have been uh, enjoying and i think that was like a very unique experience which that which took over the world you know we've seen mm. the sales figures for it but it was uh when we sports dropped and i think that was a perfect addition you know for um introducing people to the world and making it free <clears throat> because i've never seen i've never seen like aunties and uncles play the game. I've never seen like my little cousins there, but everybody wanting to, you know, to um, the challenge, you know, on those tennis games or golf or bowling, you know. And um, yeah, I think that was a, an amazing. What? They didn't play Tekken three bowling. <laughs> <laughs> you played Tekken three bowling, just about. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that that's that's one that comes to mind, definitely. Mm. definitely. Well, sticking with the family thing, we'll go to the originators of the family games that wasn't Nintendo. It was Sony on the PlayStation 2 with SingStar and Buzz. I remember <laughs> when these games came out and they just exploded. SingStar specifically, you could not get the mics anywhere in the UK. Yeah. People, we I was working in game at the time. Mm. The mics were $39.99 by themselves. We were yeah. trading them in. We were giving £30 credit for microphones <laughs> for mics. because we could not because it was specific mics that had to work because had a singstar pack thing to it right yeah, yeah yeah and we couldn't believe it we couldn't keep the game in and people loved it because it because remember there was no online connectivity really like where you could download uh, tracks and stuff yeah, so yeah. it was literally yeah, yeah. like that and then people were just like pre-ordering like and it, and it was like every month it was singstar rock Singstar, Michael Jackson, yeah, Singstar, yeah. Pop, and it was just yeah, yeah, big yeah. and big. And Singstar, <laughs> the, I think there was a record in the UK where six of the top ten were Singstar games at one really? one point. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's got to be <laughs> on up to Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one, Buzz, as well. You know, that was a game where it came. The game actually came with four buzzer packs, and you okay. were on a quiz show with family, yeah. and you all had a buzzer okay. each. 
Yes. And it was just like, answer the question, you press the button. And then it was just like, it was so fun. And it was the same thing. Like I was in game at the time, couldn't keep it in at all. You know, Sony yeah, nailed it because it, wow. when Buzz came out, we used to keep um, registered interest lists like you were pre-ordering a console yeah. and the store i was in i remember one time we had to contact head office if we passed 500 names really? and it was how many stores would pass it for buzz it was ridiculous i was so just like competition there but there was like buzz <laughs> Mo- dude you would love it there was a movie one yeah. that was dedicated to nothing but movies so you got this right. guy on the screen yeah. asking movie trivia and you're going up against family and stuff like that and we're <laughs> sitting there and we're all playing it and we're just laughing yeah, yeah. and People yeah, yeah. picking the no shittest answers and stuff yeah. like that. It was so good, man. You know, and yeah. these these were really what heightened the PS2 sales at the end. It was SingStar. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, SingStar was the catalyst for the pink PS2 at the time. And then Buzz oh, came out. And then that's why the PS2 just wouldn't stop. Because when you thought Sony were focusing on PS3, they were still supporting PS2 with all these family oriented games and they were advertising it right. And this was like pre Facebook and stuff. So the the commercials were there and people were going crazy for these two, like IPs, man, it was massive. Yeah, yeah. But on a serious note, fight night. (laughs) I was going to say that anyone come to the house and they saw fight night, that was it. We would have competitions (laughs) on fight night, 15, 20 people in a room. Just yep. waiting to have a turn on Fight Night. Man, just, yeah, game. exactly. Man. The competitive nature just just camps up, right? <laughs> Fight Night Round Three specifically, yeah. like on the yeah. PS3 onwards. You know that that was yeah. that was just a game that enamored everybody and just yeah. got everybody engaged around the room and things like that. And they were like, "Oh, let me have a go. Let me have a go. Let me have a go. <laughs> one more match. One more match." And people were just like truly engaged with that game. So yeah. massive. Easy, Great question, Derek. To get onto, even if you're a newbie, but like mm. it was just like and. To master, obviously, the more you played, you you could get really masterful. But yeah, it's so um, it's such a brilliant game, mm. um, brilliant question as well, Derek. Cheers for that. That's a nice little throwback question. Um, <clears throat> we have another question from Leanne from Washington D.C. Oh, everyone's coming from the states, loving that mm. states love. Uh, and she asks, "Hello, team. Uh, what series is most important to you, and why?" Mine is Unreal Tournament. Weird, I know, but it brought me and my brothers so close together. Nice, nice to see that games are bringing. It's, it's family. Like Horizon will be that for you. Like that. That's the first. That's yeah. the first big like triple A like action game that they got into because yep. they were into Mario and they moved on. Because I remember yep. you saying they were into Mario. You're collecting. Then they moved to something else, Astro, something else. At the Horizon, they're just not moving from it. Like this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, like, man, I've literally just been living on that game for a bit. But I think Astro was like you know like how Wii Sports was. Mm. Astro had that you know kind of reference to the previous question like Astro had that effect, you know, where everybody was engaged. I mean, even because it was just so easy, it was very familiar, even if it was like a newish IP, um, the the game itself was very familiar. And I think that was a great way to, you know, obviously introduce newbies to, to the PS5, myself included. But um, going back to this girl's question, um, what series? Okay, you go first, dude. Because oh, like I've got, I think like I've got a couple. <laughs> but... There's different ones. So obviously, mm-hmm. my life, my there's a couple of lifetime ones. There's yeah. two lifetime ones. So there's Metal Gear Solid and Tekken. Um, Metal Gear Solid, just because it it lives through. Well, no, nah, actually, I take it back. My two lifetime ones are mm-hmm. Pez and Tekken. Sorry, 
Pez because it's just non-stop and it's what's kept me and my brothers Pez is, is going to win every competition. Yeah, yeah. But Pez and Tekken are something that every iteration of the game back all the way to both all the way back to PlayStation 1. Mm. Pez was even earlier. Um, yeah. And then you're taking it all the way through the generations and it's come with us, both of us and our brothers and our mm. cousins and everything all through those generations. So those yeah. two, my, my younger thought one is Metal Gear. Yeah. You know, because obviously Metal Gear Solid was the the, the game, the genre defining, the, the life changing video game for everyone. Yeah. And that, but obviously it's gone quiet. So I can't say that's the lifetime game because Pest and Tekken are still there. Ish, Tekken ish. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the, my older all time Metal Gear, my lifetime is Pez and Tekken. And I think modern day, modern day would probably be God of War. I know that was like since PS2, but it's fresh in the mind. It's yeah. there, and it's obviously got you've got Ragnarok coming out, but it's just the high caliber of that game and that character has grown with me from PS2. So those series <laughs> are really yeah. important because it was so funny because on PS2, Metal Gear set a boundary, but the production budget of that original God of War and God of War 2 made me realize why am I playing these shit games? <laughs> if they don't look like this if the like effort this, hasn't yeah, been put the in the bar there, right? exactly if the effort hasn't been put in to make it look like a movie yeah why yeah. do i want to play the game and yeah. i became a snob in that sense with god of war <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. the expectation level became so high i wouldn't settle for something so crap yeah. after that you know what i mean and to this day it's still like that like that's mm. why I, I don't really, even though I would play games on the go, I don't really play Switcher and I don't really play my iPhone, I only play Football Manager because my expectation is, yeah, even with a Steam Deck, I'd be like, yeah, I can play this. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, but I can play it at home on it, like fucking, you know, 4K <laughs> yeah. and all this 3D audio and all that shit. Sure, and that, yeah, that, yeah, and I blame God. this all on the original God of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. What about yourself? Yeah, um, I was going to say that that God of War had that adrenaline factor in it, kind of like 300 did. You mm. know what I mean? It's like everybody watched 300, felt amped straight after the film, and the same thing with God of War, and now obviously with the 2017 one. Uh, but for me, um, I would say, well, two games. Uh, one which has stuck with me for the longest time would be The Legend of Zelda, obviously. You know what I mean? Nintendo veteran. Um, but <clears throat> more recently, I mean, I would say Horizon, but I haven't completed the second one, but more recently, which is has a nice space in my, my gamer's the heart. Last of Us. Is the last I knew it. <laughs> I knew it, man. That game, that world. I mean, I'm thinking about that world even when I'm not playing a game. I'm thinking the way they depicted like that post the post apocalyptic reality is it's so true, it's so believable, yeah. you know. And it's too easy for it, something like that to actually happen. Um, but yeah, I thought the, the developers, Neil, Mate, petrol team, prices are pushing us there. <laughs> they're pushing us there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do that in no time soon. Uh, get that wrong, that wrong jab, and who knows what happens. But yeah, I think they uh, they they smashed that game, and I'm actually. Really I just realised what you said. <laughs> yeah, so. you get the wrong jab, you know. Yeah. I am I am legend shit going on right I am now. Legend. You know, what I was thinking the part three. It's gonna be when Ellie's like much older, right? And I has think to be. it has to be right. And she's like a mature woman. She's kind of like how, where Joel was, or maybe just a bit younger. And she's gonna have the same type of scenario that she will have to face. I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking that you was... know what I would love though. I think what would be fucking amazing is if you're not Ellie, you're the baby, 
and you're grown oh, up yeah. and Ellie's looking after you. So the role, role yeah, yeah, or maybe role. you play half hey, the game yeah, as maybe, Ellie. Maybe you could. Yeah, and then yeah, you, you maybe play half the game as Ellie and then yeah. you are you you still are Ellie, but you now you've got to look after the NPC, which was yeah. the baby, which is now grown up, you know, to really, what Ellie's yeah. age was or some True. shit. But yeah. you know where the final game is going to, you know it's going to end up with Ellie dying, man. So it's like, what's the point? Spoiler, I'll tell oh, you well, more now, it. isn't it? It's, it's true. She has to save the world, right? So that's oh, it. Oh, mate, I can't you know. fucking, that, that moment will be hard to take, you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. like, we went at Joel, well, like, you know, yeah, let's not spoil it. But you got the Last <laughs> of Us TV show to come as well, mate. So you got a lot to happen. Yeah, it's true. I really want to go into that game right now. <laughs> but like, there's too many games, there's too many good games. But yeah. Great question, Leanne and Derek. Cheers for that. Uh, again, guys, uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, the latest PS5 at gmail.com by email or um, at latest PS5 um, by t- um, if you want to DM us on Twitter. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. And if you're too lazy to go to either one of those places, just send us a, send us a comment uh, in the comment section below. So, uh, yeah, man, we'll see you there. So um, that's been a hell of a week. Uh, we're going to go on to the latest PSX right now. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us this week. We've gone through a whole load of news from Bandai to EA to Rockstar, and we're just going to keep going. Uh, we'll be back next week, so make sure you tune in. Uh, remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you um, do know anybody who's into games and <clears throat> they would love to listen to us talk more shit, just let them know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're here to talk shit to them all day. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it from me, dude. Uh, but you have the last word, last and final word. Well, you just said it. We're going to record the latest PSX. Now we're going to run down the list of the greatest selling Gran Turismo games of all time. Great list and exclusive for Patreons. Again, remember, next week the show is changing. There'll be updates <laughs> for Patreon next week as well. It's yep. going to be amazing. Loads of content coming your way, guys. So keep your eyes out for that. But um, yeah, from me, the king of the Iron Fist. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Peace out, Joker. <laughs> <laughs>